0: I just took a trip to the state of Arizona in the Southwest of the USA. And I want to reflect on that a little bit. If I never return to Arizona, I don't think I'll miss it. Except for one place, which is the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is truly grand and I'm not sure if any other natural site compares. Nothing might be as sublime, except perhaps the ocean. And that's saying something. I met my brother for his birthday. He wanted to celebrate at the Grand Canyon, his favorite place, apparently. And I'm glad to have revisited it. It's been over a decade. I've never explored the state of Arizona, though, properly. I've just driven through it. And this time I've stayed for a few days in Flagstaff and Phoenix. I also visited Sonora and a place called Jerome and some of the surroundings of Phoenix. And I have to say that it's not really my thing. I don't really like it. And I want to try and articulate why that is. Phoenix is a sprawling suburban city. It's one of the most modern in the USA. Its history is short. Its extensive history is a little complicated. Of course, there are Amerindians living in this area for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and they were largely wiped away, except that Arizona actually is home to some of the biggest Amerindian reservations, and this was also part of Spanish territory, the first conquistadors of the New World, before it was Mexico even, and then Mexico and the USA fought over this part of the world for a while, and it's mexican and latin american roots are obvious and its cuisine especially but also its people and its culture but then on top of that you have this kind of new age americana influence or identity George o'keefe especially as a painter of those kind of flowery vulva-like images And you have a lot of land art and a lot of sun worship out in this part of the world, which is essentially a desert. And this region can be called Desiree, including New Mexico and Utah and Nevada and parts of Colorado. Phoenix, as a metropolitan area, is the biggest city of the region. And it's defined by cars and broad, broad, lanes and streets, highways, not a lot of pedestrians, and not a lot of character in terms of a skyline or its buildings. You have a lot of steel and a lot of glass, but not done in very artful ways. You have not a lot of height in general when considering the entire urban landscape. You have a lot of natural beauty if you're into the desert sort of thing cactus and sand, sandy dirt, and these kind of rich browns and reds. There is some green too, but it almost feels artificial because just by feeling the dry air, you know that nothing that lush is native to this part of the world. It feels in a way like this Las Vegas kind of space where it's brought in and irrigated exceptionally in order to cultivate any sort of life in a way and i think the modern trappings of convenience and air conditioning belie the real roots of this area which are that it's rather inhospitable and dusty and difficult and That's what my body tunes into with chapped lips and dry skin and bright light in my eyes and this sense of rust. But somehow it does appeal to people. And the people here are interesting. I can't say that I actually know any. So take this for what it's worth as an observer and outsider. I do know people from Arizona. But I don't think of them as Arizonan per se. I And I don't mean to have a go and belittle anybody as individuals from this state. But I'm going to make some generalizations <laughs> that might be less than flattering. Um, I think of yuppies. I think of a certain class of people that are hard to define politically. Let's say libertarians. Let's say people that are into arts and crafts and artisans. Let's say people that are new age, if not religious and Christian. There's a lot of these kind of like folksy vibes coming from Arizona. And I have to say, having lived outside the States for many years now, I've been trying to pinpoint what it is I dislike about America, generally speaking. And I think it's this mix of folksiness and corporatism. And these vibes are very strong in Arizona. And let me explain what what I mean. Basically, every interaction you have in the USA generally, and Arizona in this case specifically, is rooted in some sort of fake friendship. Like, you have to make small talk in a way and become convivial with whoever you're dealing with even if it's just a cashier or somebody, not to put down cashiers or wait staff, but any interaction that you would expect to be efficient in somewhere in Europe or New York City is now indulged with this sort of, how are you, how's the weather? Oh yes, I know this thing or that, let's make a little chit chat. And that's fine, it's a, it's, a, it's a way of life, it's a, it's a tempo, it's a beat to indulge in if it suits, if it suits you. I find it a little strange. I find it a little off-putting and fake, and I don't really get it, but sometimes it does happen naturally and it feels good. So that's this folksiness, this Americana. This corporatism though, is liable to snap right in at moment's notice. And it's a little off-putting when you're used to chatting with people in a friendly way and then you ask for something like you know if you're dealing with like a store you ask about a discount or whatever policy and suddenly somebody will snap into their paycheck identity and give you what AT&T's beliefs are or you know how Chase Bank feels about a certain thing and it's just very interesting how Americans tow this line of friendly niceties and corporate authority, essentially. And authority is a big theme of Arizona and authoritarianism. And this is the part that I probably hate the most. Arizona's made some news in the last decade, I guess, or two, about its policy of pulling anybody over on the on the road and asking for their IDs. This is probably because it borders Mexico and perhaps illegal immigration is a big thing. But even immigration aside, it feels like a a place somewhat obsessed with authority and rules and doing things by the book. You won't find a lot of improvisation in terms of how things are done. People stop fully at a stop sign that's placed somewhat arbitrarily in the middle of nowhere. You know, people try and abide the rules of the road, except in the sense of staying in the right lane, except to pass. You have bad drivers staying in the right lane at a slow speed. That confuses me in a place so rule-obsessed, seemingly. And, yeah, you just have this general culture of, I'm not going to say obedience, because there is this sense of liberty as well. And I think this is what libertarianism is. There's a sense of personal liberty to an extent, and that personal liberty ends when the law of the land comes in. And I don't know how people quite juggle those things, but in the places I've visited, you have this ambiguous feeling. Are these liberals or conservatives? Are they Trump supporters or do they hate him? You know, they're listening to something that sounds like country music or folk. It could be radical or it could be obedient. It could be religiously influenced or it could be spiritual. There's a lot of crystals and a lot of, you know, turquoise. There's a lot of, you know, plants and horticulture, which is nice. But then you're trying to cultivate them in this super arid air, which is a little strange you have a lot of, like, sunglasses and cowboy hats and pickup trucks, SUVs. You have a lot of artisans making crafts and nothing quite like fine art exactly. And <laughs> it just seems so oddly indulgent in a very specific way, a way that I can't really get into. And this is continually evident in its big city streets. Phoenix is a strange place because I can't even almost call it a city. It's a city defined by its patchwork of malls and strip malls and complexes, which can be very nice. I like the Biltmore area, for instance. It has lots of golf courses, which aids in its sort of yuppie identity. My parents are into that sort of thing and have spent time in Scottsdale. I avoided Scottsdale primarily as a geography nerd who didn't want to actually break the boundary of Phoenix proper. It's hard to say when a community is part of the whole or not officially. Santa Monica is distinct from LA, for instance, whereas Venice isn't. And things can get very arbitrary, but I decided my on my own that I didn't want my Apple photos to tell me Scottsdale and Phoenix, etc. I wanted it to all fall under one identity. So, be that as it may, uh, Phoenix is a city, an urban area, defined by its various surroundings. Tempe, Mesa etc. And it's a weird place. The downtown is hardly walkable, maybe one street. It's mostly big businesses taking up entire blocks and people working in those buildings, going down to some sort of corporate restaurant for lunch and then back up into an office. The ballpark There is a local team, the Arizona Diamondbacks play in downtown Phoenix, not at all far from the airport and not difficult to get to from anywhere in the city, I suppose. But it's weird because I guess I'm a little old school and I picture something like, you know, the Boston Red Sox or Baltimore Orioles playing in the downtown area where you have, you know, even like the Chicago Cubs you have a vibrant city right outside the ballpark. And I can't exactly call the surroundings of the baseball park in Arizona as vibrant, but we don't need to harp on that. Generally speaking, I just don't find Phoenix to be very inspiring from a city traveler point of view. But as a photographer, I found it pretty interesting because the light can hit things nicely. It's a pretty low city with a big sky. And the rich colors are noted, noteworthy. I guess that's also what makes the city so salvageable in so many eyes, epitomized by the Grand Canyon with its exceptional detail in geography. The Grand Canyon is definitely a beautiful place, but it's odd that in order to see it, you have to fly into Phoenix or Las Vegas and drive many hours through arid land and annoying traffic to come to these small towns that surround it that are characterized by consumerism and this kind of folksiness. And... It's just a very strange experience, all in all. I think to truly behold the majesty of the Grand Canyon as a natural phenomenon, it's worth it to do at least once. My brother has done it dozens of times and does it multiple times a year even, so it's real a, a real pilgrimage for him. For me, it was more of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I can't imagine coming back to Arizona anytime soon And if I never did, again, I wouldn't miss it. But it's not totally devoid of charm. There are some moments when the light glimmers off of a certain skyscraper with just the right corners and edges accentuated, a building that might not have been absolutely ruined by modernist sensibilities, something with more classic lines and edges. And maybe there are some rooftops that you can find. They are difficult to find somehow because most of them, most of the skyscrapers don't have them for some reason. There are some tucked away bars and definitely good Mexican restaurants, as well as American diners, plenty of burgers, tacos, pizzas, etc. All the normal things that you can find in any decent city these days. In terms of fine dining and drinking but other than that i'm not sure what else can be said that distinguishes phoenix from any other kind of city experience if you compare it to the other cities in the u.s for instance la and san francisco have their charms that are probably um, assumed and don't need to be stated You have the Pacific Northwest, Seattle and Portland, which have a definite edge in terms of distinct political characteristics, and that air and natural environment is so much more lush and, in my opinion, vibrant, but that might depend on whether you favor orange and yellow as a palette over green and teal, perhaps. You have the vibrancy of Miami, which might be a little more similar or maybe a mix of the kind of yellow and gold and then the blue of the sea, along with a lot of the Caribbean culture and Latin American influence and Cuban influence. And then you have obviously the big cities on the northeast. And I just I don't know. I I wonder about. The people that find their way to the Southwest, the people that might be into rattlesnakes and Route 66, and a certain rugged lawlessness, but that could still fit into a red state that probably feels a little more Trumpian than otherwise. Arizona. It's a funny place. It's a fine place for most people to do most things, but I guess that's what makes it basic in my mind, without anything too distinct. Definitely not a lake or a sea to really define it. And the mountain ranges are not exactly in the backyard of Phoenix, but they are within reach. Yeah. I'm not sure what else there is to say about this place, and certainly I'm speaking from some ignorance, but having visited for five days in 2020, I can say that it was a somewhat interesting experience, but not one I aim to repeat soon again. I'll leave it there, guys. Until next time. Ciao.